If you are like I was right now, know that it can be different. It's all in you to execute. Do not be ashamed. You don't have to be transparent. If you want to be transparent, that's fine. Just know that if you execute on at least one thing that you're not doing today, it can be different. Welcome to Star of the Doubts. I'm your host, Jared Easley. Joining me today, Patrina Dixon. It's my money. Patrina, happy birthday. It's your birthday today. It is, Jared. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to finally be doing this with you. What's it like to be celebrating your birthday in such a cool place? You're in Austin, Texas. You're hanging out with good people. Tell me about that. Oh, my gosh. FinCon is one of my favorite conferences. So to be able to celebrate my birthday with all these money nerds, like I'm having a blast. Oh, I love that. Okay, so for people that are saying, Patrina Dixon, I don't know Patrina Dixon. First of all, shame on them. And then second... Let's catch them up real quick. Tell us about yourself. Absolutely. So, Katrina Dixon, I'm known across the social streets as the It's My Money Lady. That's true. Why? Because it's my trademark brand. I own It's My Money in the financial space. I am a personal finance expert, international best-selling author, a podcast host, and a blogger. And humble. (laughs) Look, I got to get it all out there for those that are listening. So, yes, yes, that's me. I teach people how to live their best lives by managing their money, and I teach the fundamentals. Mm. So, I'm learning how to budget, learning where to save and how to do that, and then how to use credit responsibly. Hallelujah. Yes. Okay, so there must have been a season in your life where you had this aha moment and you realized, okay, financially, I need to probably make some different decisions. Tell us about that. Oh, gosh, yes. So I was working uh, nine to five, which I still do, actually. No shame in that. No shame at all. And I was making a lot of money and I was spending a lot of money. Well, as one does. Yeah. And if Mm -hmm. one of those direct deposits didn't hit my bank account, my life would have changed upside down. I would have missed bills. I would have not been able to pay my mortgage because I did own a home. And then one day I'm around the water cooler and I'm hearing folks, colleagues talking about closing on their second home, buying their home by the beach. And I'm like, what? I can barely pay the bills that are coming in my mailbox. Like, what the heck is going on? So I then said, you know what? I need to start thinking differently about my Mm -hmm. money and stop thinking about having things and and then instead owning things, having assets, having money saved in the bank because I had none saved. My Mm. credit score, I thought good credit was I went to the mall filled out an application. They gave me the 10% in the credit card and I got my sweater. That's what I thought good credit was. Like if they said no to me, then my credit was bad. They said yes. And I got my favorite sweater. So that's what I thought credit was. So I started to change my mindset. Jared, that's what I did. And changing my mindset and then becoming a steward of personal finance, a student, a student, a student. I wanted to make sure that I did it right. So I wanted to learn from those that I knew about that was teaching others how to do it well. And that's what I did. So Petrina, there's probably people listening right now and be like, this resonates with me, but I don't even know where to start. What do you say to them? So first of all, the mindset, you have to want to do it. And then it's Mm -hmm. about the execution because you can learn all of the information, but if you don't do anything, then nothing changes. So the first thing you start with is knowing how much money you make, not rounding up with budgeting. You can't round up. So knowing how much you have coming in and how much going out. And if you don't like the word that I'm going to say, then call it something else, but simply it's called a budget. So if you don't want to budget, call it money meeting, call it spending plan, call it whatever you want. (laughs) But I'm here to tell you, once you do it and have that intimate relationship with your money by way of budgeting, change your life. Does that mean you can't get that? 10% 10% off sweater, the one you love so much? No, but what it does is it allows it allows me to buy it and not be regretful because I'm going to have a bill later on. It's a bill. Either I can pay for it right out or I'll get that bill because I still use credit cards, but I'm able to pay it off in its entirety when it comes in. So it's a different type of purchase, a guilt-free, a freedom 
a freeing purchase when you do it on the other side of budgeting. So once you developed that mindset and you took that action, how long did was it before you started really feeling good about that decision and seeing some some results. Oh my gosh. I, you know, in true candor, it was at least 12 months because I did it. I did it wrong. I did it. I did it wrong. I messed up. I don't want to do it this way. I still looked at budgeting as being restrictive. Like I got to sit down and only say, I'm going to have this number of coffees and this, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I said, if I want to see different results and I have to do things differently. And it took a few times, a few times to kind of get it under my belt that there has to be a different behavior that's going to result in what I wanted. And what I wanted was owning things, having money in the bank where buying any type of sweater, no matter the price, was no object. So in order to do that, I had to really get in, get it in place. And then when I started seeing zeros on credit card statements, like oh, amount due zero or balance zero, that is when it was about 12 months after the process. That had to be a good feeling. Oh, my gosh. It's the absolute best feeling. Yeah. Absolute best feeling. Kind of like having your birthday in Austin at Pinkon. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> being with people like you. Hanging out with Jared. Talk about money. <laughs> Even yes. if that's not true. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Yes. So what are some of the results aside from your own personal benefit and, and the encouragement that's brought to you? You've shared this information with others for a while now. And, and what are some of the feedback you've gotten? Oh, my gosh. I'm going to tell you a story of my youngest, youngest person that I coach. Um, I, used, I did coaching for 90-day programs. And this one young lady, she was the youngest person I ever coached. She sent me a video, mm. unsolicited, a mm-hmm. video that said, you change my life. Mm. So it's transformational. So my own transformation that I'm learning actually just now being six years into it, sharing, being more transparent about my story has helped transfer the information to others and then transform their lives by watching my story, taking the strategies that I'm sharing with them and then implementing it in their own lives have become transformational for them. So she sent me this video that I posted across my social and said, you changed my life. My life has been transformed. Like I still order from Amazon because that was one of her culprits. I still go out, but now I have a better handle on how far I can go when I go out, how many things I can order. Maybe I can't order every week from Amazon. Maybe I'm ordering every other week. But it's now like being in control and not ordering frivolously and just wanting to because you can. It's because now that you know that it's within your budget to be able to do so. So, yeah, that's one of the great stories. So one of the things you said just prior uh, when we were hitting record was, I have different goals. There's different things I want to accomplish while I'm at FinCon. So let's talk about that. When When you're preparing for a conference like this, how do you determine, hey, these are the things I want to try to do while I'm here? Oh, my gosh. So as I go, went to, so this is my fourth FinCon. The last two FinCons, I was very intentional. I want to grow my brand. So now you know that yes. it's my Yeah, lady, so right? this is one and way to do yes, that. You're being a podcast. And yeah. I want to establish more affiliate and brand and sponsor relationships. Yep. So I am very intentional. I have, you know, my one cheaters to be able to share the impact that I have made and can make coupled with their brands. So that's what, what my goal is. I have a very intentional goal to do that. So I have even down to the point where I know the specific brands that I'm trying to at least start those conversations and begin nurturing those relationships that hopefully turns into some for, something fruitful for the both of us and my audience. And, and how do you determine what brand might be a good fit for your audience? Because just because you could have a relationship with a brand doesn't mean you should, right? Oh, absolutely. So that that's why I'm saying I'm very intentional. So yeah. I determine, so based on, like, I know I have some of what they call the avatar. Like, I understand my avatar from a Facebook, from, an, from a Facebook community, and from an email community perspective. Not so much on Instagram, but I know what sort of hits their heart and what they would need to help them along the way. So I'm being intentional about the brands that will help them along the way. So one that I feel good about that 
will equip them with resources that will complement the way that I'm trying to help them get to the next level with their finances. Wow. That's wonderful. Okay. So six years in. Six years in. You're upward. You're, you're going in the right direction. So what are, I mean, you mentioned a couple of goals. Uh, what are some other things that are on your mind as you continue this journey? Yeah. So I want to, you know, be the voice of brands as well. So there's one to have affiliate relationships where they have products and resources and services that I can um, share with my community. But, you know, when you think I want to, my name and my brand to be synonymous with brands that are um, helping people to elevate their financial lives. And so, so I'm, I'm trying to find that, like, I'm, that's a goal of mine, trying to figure out, okay, what's the one or, you know, couple that I'm able to do that with. So I don't have that down. And that's not the total intention for today. The total intention is expanding the awareness of what I'm doing, who I am in the brand and um, picking those relationships that could be affiliates or sponsors and then eventually move on to brand. So I've gotten a lot of information from, you know, just listening in at the various rooms that I was able to get in thus far to be able to help me along that, that journey, that short term journey. Okay. You've said something that, um, that, you said you know your our audience, you know your avatar. Describe who that is. Yes. So it's um, so by far 85% women who okay. like to shop, but, um, <laughs> but are... That's only 85% of women? Yeah, well, 85% of my listeners are women. I have some men God, that follow as well. Of the 85%, the majority of them are moms. Some of them are full-time business owners, and some of them do the nine to five as well as have side hustles to supplement their income and trying to juggle life, right? Their, their parents and trying to juggle everything they have going on, mm. but also want to expand what they do, how they contribute to the household. So that's my overall avatar. But they like to shop. Like a lot of them like to shop. And I, I had some research done within my community to be able to tell me what that avatar is. Interesting. So side hustle, I love that word. What are some side hustles you've seen that are pretty creative that some of your clients are doing or some of your people in your network are, are doing to try to make some extra money and be wiser and, and uh, so, so on and so forth. Yeah. So um, some people have um, an Etsy store. Okay. Some people sell on eBay. Some people even <laughs> to have affiliate income as a passive side hustle. Like I, I am trying to grow in that space, as I just mentioned. My business actually, because I actually still have a nine to five. So my business, one would say, is a side business as opposed to a side hustle. Right. Because I actually have a team underneath me working That's to help awesome. support, uh, to generate. So um, I see, uh, you know, Uber is another side hustle that people have. Blogs and podcasts, people are monetizing both of those. Yep. Um, so uh, it, the thing about side hustles is a thing, it's endless. The list is endless. I try to encourage people when um, they consider side hustles, do something you enjoy. Try to monetize something you enjoy or you're skilled at so that it doesn't seem like a second job. It seems like I am making money doing something that I absolutely love. Like sitting here talking about what we're talking about. I love this. I can do this all day. And if somebody can pay me for it, oh. even better. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. So you, you have a podcast. I do. Uh, so let's talk about that. What, in, what compelled you to start a podcast? Oh, can you tell that I like to talk? <laughs> <laughs> you should talk more. <laughs> so Jared, so yeah. podcasting seemed like the natural next thing for me to do. Clearly. Um, because yeah. one thing that I love about the podcast, my podcast is about money and entrepreneurship. And bring in for it's interview style. So I bring forth people that have similar, not I don't want to say similar stories. They have stories where they have been become victorious over whatever money situation that they have, and they talk through how they did that. So other people listening hopefully can pick from what has been shared to actually implement or execute that in their lives. So the podcast was okay. You can't pay to work with me one on one, 
or be in the room where I'm delivering um, a course for a workshop that somebody has paid me for. But you can listen and you can learn and still get to the other side because my overall mission is to help people be more financially astute, help them live their best lives. So the podcast is a way that I can help them where it's at no cost to them, right? So I'm talking, one thing I love to do, I have guests on that can help them along the way in addition to how I color in and hopefully that it grows to the point where it's also being, I'm also able to monetize it. So that's kind of where it is. But it was started for those that like to take content in that way, which is audio. They're able to do that um, while I increase my brand and give them information that's valuable in their life at no cost. By doing the podcast, have you heard back from listeners that have, have, I mean, you mentioned how some people have said, hey, this has been transformational. What kind of feedback have you gotten on the podcast? Oh my gosh. So I wish I'd get more feedback on the podcast. So I do get people that will leave comments or people within my community. Um, they follow my or follow my podcast. They do share that they listen to it and the information, the guests that I have on, I hear people talk about them. Even here today, people will say, Oh, you're the one that has a, the podcast and you have such and such on. So I get more feedback like that, like live or like if I'm talking about something else, people will share it. I don't get a lot within the actual comments. Some are there, but not as much as I like. So hopefully I'll start to but get But you know people are listening or they know wouldn't know you did that interview. They know yep. that people will tell me, oh, you had such and such on your show and they talked yeah, so about. They're, they're so watching. They're, they're watching. They're, and that's, you know, that's what I learned early <laughs> yeah. on. And I try to tell people that new coming out, people that I even met here today, first time here, right. is keep putting out the content. People are watching or looking, even if they're not liking mm-hmm. or leaving a comment, they're watching. So keep putting it out there, you know, add value, make sure that you're doing that and be consistent and it'll translate to hopefully what you would like it to. So that's how, that's a process that I'm going through. So tell us about your book. Sure. My book, guess what my book is called? I would never know. It's, it's my money, my maybe. Money. Yes. <laughs> I'm noticing a little bit of a pattern here, <laughs> yes. Patrina. So. Yeah. So it's my money. I own this and I love saying that because yeah. I, when you put out something and you're trying to brand it, yeah. you want to make sure nobody else can use it right in the way that you have it. So that is the name of my book. I have a journal series. So It's My Money Volume 1 is actually for ages 13 to 18. Interesting. It's My Money Volume 2 is ages 19 to 25. So that one is the most recent one where the intent is to help people get started off with the right uh, foundation with money so that they don't have the story that I have, which is why, which is I was really bad in debt and I didn't understand credit and I learned it later on. They are able to start off with the right financial footing. So I've been able to go into schools universities. Um, I've taught as far as Trinidad and Tobago. No kidding. Young people. Yes. Personal finance. I love that. Yes. My next podcast release is of the young, a few young ladies that was, uh, took my course and they graduated from it. And I had them come on to talk about their experience. So I was oh, excited that's to wonderful. launch that one. Good for yes. you. Wow. Okay. So congrats, <laughs> <Thank> obviously. <you. laughs> that, that, I mean, this is amazing. Um, I love how you're, you're just, you're just going for it. You're not letting anything hold you back. And yeah, now big things are happening. Yes. You're six years in. Yes. I mean, this is this is probably uh, one of the more better stories I've heard at FinCon recently. So oh, I'm really okay. proud of you. Thank you. Excited for you. So was the book writing process, was that challenging for you? Oh, man. So it was. And, mm-hmm. and let me tell you why. I'm a talker. Like, I'm a talker. That, yes. You I know, think, and, I think we've established that. Yes. And I <laughs> learned in... You know, I'm, I'm like, shout out to him, Ash Cash. Mm. He was actually the person who told me about my FinCon and was the reason why I was at my very first FinCon back in Florida four Good. years ago now. He encouraged me to go to FinCon. And what he said to me is, you like to talk. You give your messages that way. You do your workshops that way. Talk your book. Like, talk it right into the recording. Mm. And then, you know, say everything that you want to say. Get it all out. 
have some sort of structure and then talk it all out. And that's exactly what I did. And then it became the words on the page. It was easier for me to do it that way. Yeah. And then I have an editor. So, you know, it goes through the editing process. And my book is actually journal format. So then I have somebody that formats it. But yeah, that's how I actually got it out onto the page. Oh, good for you. Yeah, that's exactly a great way. Right. I love hearing that. <laughs> So I uh, had a couple other questions. Okay, so for parents who have smaller children, maybe not quite for volume one age, what encouragement do you say to someone who's wanting to create helpful uh, ways for their kids to be smart about money and things like that? You know what? Don't talk about money in a negative way around them. That's mm. number one. You know, I love my mom. My mom would probably listen to this episode when it launches, but I didn't learn about money. What I did learn about it was we don't have enough of it. Like we have to pay bills so we can't buy this, that, or the other. I always heard it in that way. So I would say, talk, if you go talk about money around your children, be positive about it. And, you know, when there's things that you're unable to do for them that they're asking for, you know, find other ways to either have them contribute for something that you know that they will want, either by doing, doing something extra, because I'm not about paying children for doing things around the house that they should help you out with. But if they're going over and beyond, I don't know, whatever that is, you have to define that for your household. Then maybe when they see that contribute, they earn the money and then are able to put it towards what they're looking for. That's another way to teach them about money. Have the conversations at the dinner table. That's what my volume one did was allow people to, when kids would come to my course, because I got hired by organizations that had like summer programs and things like that. The kids would run home and talk about what they learned. That's how the parents then became my clients. So talk about it at the dinner table. Make sure that you're educated so that you are having those appropriate money conversations, right? And then like there's a coloring book, actually a free coloring book on my website. Print that down and give it to them. And when they ask questions, answer the questions. Because oftentimes parents, especially those that are not financially astute, they'd um, shun off a financial question. Oh, D, well, so you'll learn that later or stuff like that. Mm. No, go ahead and have that conversation at their level. So be um, open about money as to, to most appropriate and then have positive conversations regarding money. And then early on, get them to learn how, to, how they earn money. And don't think like my daughter thought, which was go to that machine and get it. They, she didn't think it grew on trees because I know that's an old statement. She didn't think that, but she thought just go to the machine. She never, she, even my daughter, now that I am who I am now, she thought you could just go to that machine and take it out. She never understood how it went into the machine so that you can take it out, meaning the ATM. So make sure that they, you know, take them into the bank and put the money in the bank or show, you know, do some sort of transaction where they can understand and see that so they understand how you are able to get it out of the bank. Oh, well said. Yes. Uh, so what are some opportunities that have opened up for you since you've started this journey? Oh, my gosh. The network. FinCon alone is one of my favorite conferences. When I leave here, yep. my network always grows from there. So um, your network is your net worth. That's what yes. I will say. So the more that I grow my network, the more platforms I'm able to be on, the more people know who I am and what I do. Where, you know, I love this. Somebody at FinCon last year said, you're Petrina Dixon of It's My Money. Like I heard somebody talking about like the, your name being talked about in rooms that you're not in in a positive way. So that's how I've been able to grow because my intent is to grow the brand. So people, It's My Money workshops and courses can be facilitated at the same time across the world. And I don't have to be the one doing it. Like I'm the one that's making the deal and on my at my home somewhere in um, some warm place. And it's my money is still running. Like that's the overall goal. So to when kids would work and continue to share that, that's what I'm trying to do. Hopefully somebody wants to sponsor that. <laughs> so, I have every reason to believe that is going to continue and uh, rightfully so. Uh, we have a couple wrap up questions. Uh, first one is who is doing something that interests you? 
oh my gosh, am I absolutely, and I'm going to bow down like this, Budgenista. She is oh, by yeah. far, by far, Tiffany Aliche, Budgenista. Yeah, we love Tiffany. Yeah, oh she's my great. gosh, she is by far. You know, it's funny because I think I'm older than her. I but met her at FinCon several years ago, by the way. Yeah, and, and yeah. you know what? It's That's a tip to walk away with is no matter the age of the person, if somebody's doing something really well and it's something that you aspire to do, it doesn't matter that they're older than you. You can always learn from them. So oh, love yeah, of her course. by far. Yeah. Auntie, I'll call her Lynette Calfani Fox, uh, Cox. She's another one that I completely enjoy. What I love most about her, I call her Auntie Lynette, is that a lot of people feel like if you don't have a heavy social presence, if you don't have, you know, always on there consistently, you can't make money. And she's a prime example where she's, I see her on social, but she's not heavy on social and she's doing her thing, right? Is you have to know what, what you're best suited for and how, what's your lane and play in that lane or, or be in that lane. So I think, you know, the two of them from different angles and, and things that they're doing, I admire both of them and so many others. Yeah. There's just two names that I'll say there. No, well said. Uh, so there's listeners that are going to say, I need to get this book. I need to check out this podcast. I want to be friends with Petrina. She's good energy. How do people connect with you online? All right. First of all, I want to say thank you for having me on. This has been an absolute pleasure, especially doing here right at FinCon. Yep. So where they can find me, I would love for you to go to it's my money underscore on Instagram. Go to Instagram, which is I-T-S-M-Y-M-O-N-E-Y underscore. Go there, hit the link in bio and you can get everywhere else. I don't want to tell you to go to five call to actions because I wanted you to go there because I want to increase my following there. And then from there, you so can So let's get be friends else. on Instagram. Be and there's a link Instagram. there in the profile that'll take yeah. you to the podcast, take you to the book, take you to wherever you need Exactly to go. right. You can get my book, find my book, my podcast, my website, all from there. So again, that's on Instagram. It's my money underscore, all one word, underscore. You'll find me there. I love it. I love it. Okay. Uh, last question. Do you have any final thoughts? Final thoughts. If you are like I was right now, know that it can be different. It's all in you to execute. Do not be ashamed. Do You don't have to be transparent. If you want to be transparent, that's fine. Just know that if you execute on at least one thing that you're not doing today, it can be different. And how do I know? Because I did it. You can too. Thank you so much, Patrina. Best wishes to you and the business and everything you have going on. Thank you so much, Jared, for having me. Mm-hmm. 